Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to, you know, it's fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four letter word in professional wrestling. And uh, it is episode 45 this week. Joining me on the show is the one and only Stonewall Trey Cole. Excited to talk with him. It's going to be a really fun conversation. A guy I've known for uh, probably since like 2013. So doesn't feel like that long, but when you actually do the math, I mean, we are approaching 2022. So that's almost a decade. Crazy to think. Time flies, I guess. Uh, I am recording on our new Roadcaster that we, uh, me and Bane purchased uh, for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. It is here. It's at my studio. And so I thought, oh, man, this is cool. I can use it for all my recordings. And um, I'm going to kind of throw in a little technical thing at you. So some of you who are podcasters will get this. If you're not, you probably won't. So I don't own a computer, but the Roadcaster uses a micro SD card. Now, usually those plug into like a um, just a regular SD card and it's kind of like a cartridge into the the thing and then you use that to go into your computer so on etc not an issue I actually have this adapter I'm holding right now it's relatively small but it plugs into my phone and the other end holds an SD card and so when I started doing this show I had no real way to transfer my data from my zoom recorder which I was using to my phone without going through like a computer So Bane would take my files and he would process them for me, which was a lot of work. And I was like, I don't really like, I don't feel like he should have to do that. So what we ended up, when I found out that I was able to do this, it was a game changer for me. I could upload my own stuff, which I do for, for the show for TV Toycast, process it into anchor, no issues. Well, there was one issue actually. And that was the type of file that I recorded on. I was using a wave file, WAV. Again, we're getting real technical. If you don't know, you don't know. But that particular type of file wouldn't transfer to Anchor with the size I was using, like a, like an hour-long file size. So I was like, ah, well, that sucks. Anyway, I was able to, to change my Zoom to record in an MP3. A little less quality-wise, but ultimately not real noticeable. But I was able to transfer the files without using a computer, which was nice. So I recorded my open for this show already onto the Roadcaster, onto the micro SD card, and some other stuff I recorded as well, including an episode of the TV Toycast. And I forgot, I was like, oh, they're in WAV file, so I can't transfer them over. So that's an issue. And unfortunately with the Roadcaster, I don't know of a way to record where it's not that way. So anyway, um, I am actually recording my open and my close on here because those should be relatively small files due to them not being very long. So we'll see how it goes. But this has been um, not, a, not a big deal, but it sucks to get this new awesome piece of equipment and think like, and I can't use it. You know, it's just kind of like, dang it, because it's, it's such a cool piece. And, um, you know, one issue I do have with my Zoom recorder is when we record, it holds two microphones. There's no issues there, but I can't, we can't hear the audio through the machine and that kind of stinks with the roadcaster. We could. And so I was like, Oh, this will change the way I record the whole deal, but uh, to no avail. So unfortunately we're probably back to using zoom unless I can figure out a way. So here's the reason I said all that. If you have any issue, like any idea what I'm dealing with, if you're good at this technical stuff and know how I could transfer these files with just a phone, not having to get a computer. I have an iPad too. I don't know if that would help. I don't think it would be any different. But if you know of a way to do that, I've, I've looked in SMAPs and none of them have worked like I wanted to, I think, because the files are too big. So it is what it is. But uh, anyway, we're still able to make the show happen. It's just kind of one of those technical things where it's like, well, that kind of stinks. But um, regardless, we still have a great show this week. And um, let's uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's kick it over to my uh, my conversation with the one and only Stonewall, Trey Cole. <laughs> 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound here in the studio, and I got joining me across the table, Stonewall, Trey Cole. What's up, brother? What's up, big man? It's been a long time. It's been too long, right? Especially since Stonewall. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. You were yeah. like rocking the old rebel flag back in the day, yeah. dude. That was what's weird is like I was thinking about that when you were coming over. I was like, you know, at that time, no inkling that that was controversial, right? No, because it was it was like, and it was right before like the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, literally right before. And you know, I don't know, not very many people know this, but you know, do you know who came up with the gimmick? No, it was nasty. Really? Because nasty and John had their thing at SOPW. And I was supposed I I won the title, and we were going to turn the United States title into the Confederate title, well, and then I was going to go after Nasty because right. of obvious reasons. But yeah, really, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I mean, I think maybe his thought of like, oh, that'll get heat. Of course, you know, yeah, you know. Well, at that time, I feel like you were also kind of trying to find yourself. Yeah, I just gotten out of like the tag team with Ethan, and, yeah, because Ethan had moved, and and they were like, dude, you got to do something. And I, and I had my beard, and they were like, yeah. So and they came up with that gimmick, and I was like. No, not, not a fan. Oh no! It took them like a month and a half to to really get me on board. Of yeah, sure, I'll do it. But I was like, absolutely not. Not a fan at first. No, no. I remember like we did some compound shows and like some kind of someone was like, I don't know about the rebel flag. Like someone from yeah. like a newspaper had said that. So you kind of to me the gimmick still worked without the flag. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't a big deal, but. You know, I think at that time, like, I associated the flag more than anything with Dukes of Hazard. Sure. You know, and yeah. so you don't realize the context of yeah. things. Well, but... and, and the flag had, you know, a Confederate soldier on it, and mm-hmm. I'm actually long line of, like, related to Stonewall Jackson, and that's how we got the Stonewall and all that stuff. But, um, you know, so, but that was the whole purpose behind it was I actually did come from the that kind of line. and Make, Which makes you know, sense where someone and, would get that. Sure, yeah. And, you know, I was proud of my heritage, and that was the whole the whole spill of it all. and But I think it kind of falls into that whole category of the wrong kind of heat, right? Absolutely. Like the first time that I worked one show, um, I worked a black, a, a black guy and, and um, I made a comment right before I kicked him in the face and pinned him and um, four guys followed me to my car and I didn't even get out of my gear. And they said, get in your car and go home now. And, yeah, I didn't go back for, like, three or four months. Just got to let the things. Yeah. It's, it's a live and learn moment, though, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And as soon as we did it, like, it got a reaction. and But I, I'm pinning the guy, and I'm going, oh, no. Yeah. You know, not good heat. You know, bad heat. You know, kind it's, of a thing. It's easy. And, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't know exactly what was said, which I, we don't need to go no. into that. But I, I – can understand in the heat of the moment thinking sure it's almost kind of telling a bad joke yeah and no one laughs and you're just like well can't go back in time (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely it's like ooh, that was that was that was wrong yeah anyone could be there but i mean i think it's it's cool like in in moments like this to kind of like look back and like okay that was probably not the best idea absolutely and move forward but um on the positives of that dude i mean i know you know in that period of time kind of right before you you wrapped up your career you're really improving as a, a performer yeah and that's what that to me was like what was so cool is like seeing you who you know wearing face paint not really you right yeah. just trying to figure out who you were but yeah. then you finally found a character hardy ripoff is yeah what, is, what, is what we called ourselves <laughs> but then like you you worked like, some matches with victor Mascara mm-hmm. papora and like yeah. really had some yeah. like you started to come into your own yeah yeah working with victor was like the first time that i really got in the ring and said okay like this guy knows. Yes. And, like, like we all knew who Victor was and, and all that kind of stuff. And I said, okay, I'm just going to soak this up and listen. And, okay. And I, I'm, I'm sure at the end of that night he was like, I wish this kid would quit asking me why. Yeah. But I just, why? Okay. Awesome. Yeah, sure. We'll do it. But why? Mm-hmm. Well, because we're going to lead into this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just just knowing who you're in the ring with and who to listen to. Yeah. You know, and and Victor really was one of that first, because um, without Victor, I was not ready to wrestle you whenever I did. Like not even close. But I think it was also one of those things when people watch that match, they're like, I kind of want to work this guy now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think it's like that to me was like your first big breakout yeah. match. Would you yeah, not agree? Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, just because um, Victor had came in a couple of times and and done some uh, some training classes and. Um, 
I was always the first one in the ring. Hey, yeah. let's okay, so we're gonna do this. So I just jump in. So me and Ver- Victor had gotten our hands on each other, and yeah, and he could just you know, and so it was natural and easy, yeah. and um, and he, and he told me he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you like somebody. Like I'm gonna take you to a place that you haven't been yet, and and so yeah, Victor absolutely put me on the map and go, oh, he's not just a tag team guy, right? You know, because that's how a lot of people looked at me because you know Ethan was. Which is your brother. Which is my brother. Ethan's a little brother. Ethan was the guy that, you know, would go and do a 360 and all the cool stuff. And I was He's going to dive off the top yeah, of the floor. You know, yeah. And I'm the guy that's going to grab the headlock and, you know, hit a big boot. And, I mean, because I mean, you look at what I did when I wrestled, it wasn't. I hit a big knee and I hit a rolling elbow. Yeah, but I think during that you time, know, because, like, your, your persona was starting to match your ring yeah, style, too. Absolutely. And like to me, like I, look, we'll always need a Stan Hansen. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like you need the guy. Which that just, thank you for showing me Stan Hansen, that right? All you, because but it's like you need the guy that just looks like he's mean and nasty and he's going to yeah. kick you in the face. Yeah, it's like he's not flashy. He's not you know he doesn't he's not running around with like six pack abs. He's just this mean nasty cowboy. Yep. And to me, like there was something so real about that, right. and I think that's why he worked so well in Japan because mm-hmm. it's like he beat the crap out of you, right? And, and people believe him, Vader. Like, yeah. Like and they. Loved it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I remember coming to your uh, apartment one time and uh, we were actually shooting on the other pot on your other podcast. Mm-hmm. And and you asked me, like, have you ever seen like Hanson Invader? And I was like, who? And you were like, oh, son. And like you went and went watch it. And I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, this is like what you need to. And yeah. I just like deep dove into Hanson and. Um, but yeah, I mean, just because, you know, well, and you know, I had guys do that to me. Like if you watch Dr. Death, I'm like, yeah, like if you watched him in all Japan, not really watch him in all Japan, watch him just maul people. And, and it, I think you need those little like moments where you're like, Ooh, because I think, and I'm not like saying like, you need to watch all the Japanese matches and that's where you learn it. No, it's not that. But I think sometimes we all, we've all grown up with WWE. So we know what that is. But like when you see this different style, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to work like that, but if you find one or two little things, you're like, ooh, that's good. Yeah. I can throw that in there, and yeah. it's a little different than what people are seeing. Absolutely. It makes you unique. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just because I wasn't um, – I mean, I wasn't flashy. Right. Like, I didn't – you know, you had guys who were, you know, jumping and all that kind of stuff, and I was like, dude, what we don't have is a base. Yeah. You know, and somebody that's going to, you know – like – for the for the best word ever, make it boring. Like mm-hmm. that's what that was something that somebody told me was you need to be a heel that people get mad at you because you're making it boring, and then the face comes right. back and is pop 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 pop, right. and then now oh here we go, and then okay now bring it back down a level, which yeah. I think is kind of what you started to realize. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I've and I've honestly had an issue with that too. It's like right need like if I have a flashy baby face, I'm like oh I can pull off all my big stuff because yeah. their stuff is going to look better. Mm-hmm. But if I have kind of a not as yeah. flashy baby face. So I start doing that drop kick and stuff that gets more of a reaction sure. because of, of what it is and yeah. stuff like that. But um, to kind of go back, man, um, always a wrestling fan, something you grew up with. Um, so mom and dad didn't like us watching wrestling. Um, Imagine you and your little brother did a, a fair uh, bit of wrestling through yeah, the house, right? So we, um, we went to a friend's house and his dad had it on. And the first wrestling uh, music I ever heard was NWO. And, you know, it was 97, mm-hmm. 98. So, like, right there um, towards the end. But, um, and then we flipped channels, and the next thing I see is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I was like, that dude's cool. Right. And then, you know, for like the next four or five months, we went to his house every Monday um, and just loved it. Like, you know, just sucked it, in. Just sucked in, like, automatically. Um, and then, um, Got our first, um, I want to say it was PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. or PlayStation. It was SmackDown. Yeah. And we got it. And, okay, now we can play it. And then, like, we just really got into to all of it and, and all that kind of stuff. But, and then, you know, immediately, you know, we're drawn to the Hardys for obvious, you know, brothers and tag team sure. and and that kind of stuff. Well, they and also so, seemed like normal guys. Sure. And, and like, Matt, oh, if they made it, we can make it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Matt kind of looked like me, you know, dark hair, you know, wasn't ripped, but wasn't, you know, yeah. wasn't fat. You know what I mean? And, and Jeff was doing all this stupid, crazy jump off of 
everything right. and, and Ethan loved doing that stuff. And so, um, but yeah, um, when we could not have our parents around, we were always wrestling fans and, and, and loved it. So that's awesome, man. Um, any, at that point, obviously you're young kids, but is there, is there a thought like, Ooh, maybe we could do this one day or is that just seem like a pipe dream? Uh, pipe dream just cause we didn't like, it happened on TV. So you looked at it like a movie. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, I mean, I'm a huge you John Wayne an fan. Application yeah, like I'm a, yeah. I'm a huge John Wayne fan. Well, nobody's going to be John Wayne. Right. You know, and so kind of that look of, um, man, there's no way two punk kids from, you know, Claremore, Oklahoma could ever, you know, do that. Right. Um, so never really a, you know, my life goal is to be in the WWE, um, but just because it just didn't seem realistic, you know, from where we were at. But Ethan did there for a little bit. Ethan, yeah. Ethan was like, I'm going to make it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it really turned Ethan, I'm going to make it when Jeff Hardy won the title. Really? Yeah. Like when Jeff, like the triple threat with uh, Jeff, Edge, and Triple H, and Jeff won the title. And Ethan was like, I'm going to do it. Wow. And, and Ethan really kind of started looking and, and that kind of stuff. So he was way more into it than I was, but it was, it was something we both shared for sure. I know last time we talked about when you kind of first heard of indie wrestling, didn't mm-hmm. even know that like a local wrestling thing existed. Um, but let's, so I don't want to go to that too much, but like, you know, you got into local wrestling, mm-hmm. you're doing stuff at SRPW, which, mm-hmm. you know, was what it was. Sure. Right? And, uh, you, you know, you're kind of getting into it on a local level, probably start taking your first bumps, hitting mm-hmm. the ropes, things of that nature um, to kind of go over the, you know, the basis of the show, you know, it's fake, right? Right. What was your, I mean, as a fan, and then even as you transitioned into a performer, what was your thoughts when people maybe found out, oh, you're a wrestler, you're doing this, yeah. oh, oh, you do that fake stuff? Yeah. Like, I, and I'm sure you've yeah. been like that where, like, you even told me, like, before we started recording, like, I don't miss Sunday morning wake up. Right, you yeah, know, because absolutely. that's what we, we've all yeah. dealt with that. So um, when people when people find out that I'm a wrestler, right, um, and they say, well, that's fake, right? Um, and it's always how they, it, how yeah, they phrase it. That's fake, right? The, the, what I love to do is I go to my Facebook page. And I pull up mine and yours match. And I don't know if you remember this, but the very beginning, I was nervous as I'll get out to do it. And I think you knew. And you laid the title down. And I just look at it, and I look up and look at you, and you slap the crap <laughs> out of me. And I look at them, and I'll just stop. And I'll be like, did that sound fake? Right. You know what I mean? And, I'm, yeah, the, the fake word, um, now that I'm not in it, I don't. I don't care as much anymore. Just kind of let it go. Yeah. Off, um, brush off your shoulder. Sure. Um, but when I was doing it, oh, I'll, we'll fist fight. You well, know what I mean? I think there's always those different those yeah. different times where, I, I mean, like if I was ever like, if my back was locked up or mm-hmm. my elbow was kind of bruised up and someone says that, it's just like my blood starts yeah. boiling. You kind of just like. Well, last time we did the podcast, I was in the boot. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. Of a freak accident that happens. I mean, we do the, the move that happened. Every day. That's right. Just, I forgot about that. And yeah. just, you know, I was in a boot for a month and a half, and my foot was so big that it couldn't even fit in a tennis shoe. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah. The the whole fake, um, I don't know. I just wish we'd come up with a different word. Right? Well, it doesn't, of, that doesn't describe what we do. Right. You know, and, and, I've, and I've talked about. And either just choreograph or script. And, like, when you say, well, what do you, you know, what do you do? But wrestling's not like anything. It's not. It's not. And it's. It's like trying, you know, it's like trying to, um, trying to explain engineering to somebody that doesn't have an engineering degree. Right. It sure. makes complete sense to the person that's trying to tell you what it is, but quit trying to talk math to me. Like it makes no sense. Well, and, that, and that's another thing that I'm glad you brought that point up because you could sit there and take someone who doesn't get it and say, okay, you're just uneducated on wrestling. Mm-hmm. Let me break this down to you. Yeah. And they're still not going to get it. No. It, like you said, you might as well be speaking, you know, German like, or you know, yeah. gibberish or whatever well, like, because they're not going to get it. Yeah. And you have to be a fan in order to get it. Yeah. Like if, if you're just coming in cold turkey, you're just not going to get it. And and that's cool. Like everybody has their niche. But if there's not some kind of, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like I like that. And then now I want to understand it and, mm-hmm. and break it down and get it. If there's not that wow, cool factor at the beginning, like there's no chance of explaining what what we do. Well, and I, I've and I've said this on here before, but I'm like, and I don't know if it's just because I've when I first saw wrestling or I studied it, 
that I appreciated, like kind of what you were saying, but like I've never, like my mom used to love watch figure skating on mm-hmm. TV. Like I never thought like I could do that. I, I'm well aware <laughs> right. like, that yeah. ain't happening. Yeah. I mean, I played baseball the way up through high school. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to get in the batter's box with a wooden bat and hit 100 miles an hour fastball. Oh, yeah. There's just no way. Right. Not without a lot of time to sure. figure out, you know, training and, even and preparation. Then, some people just can't do it. Right. Like, there's nothing natural about what you do as a wrestler. Right. Like, okay, like, okay, just whip them off. Close on. Don't put your hands up. Yeah. Just run like a normal, like take your normal steps. And when you feel contact, bump. Yeah. Like, I would, like, I love making people go, well, like, you know, the fake thing, right? Take a bump. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's the, well, what do you mean? Just fall down. Because, I mean, most of the stuff we we do, for the most part, we can do our, on our own. Like, you can take a front bump or a back bump and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Just do it. Right. The first time you do it, your butt hurts for a week. Sure. Because you butt bump. Because naturally you're going... And you might rock your head. Yeah. yeah. And get the whiplash. Yeah. And because it's not natural. Like, you're teaching your body to do unnatural stuff. Right. Which is, an, which is part of the art. That people don't get. Well, and like I've always thought the art was me and you going out there having a very physical match, but both of us are okay after. Sure. You know, and to me. And it's going to hurt. It it always. It's going to hurt. hurt. And if it doesn't hurt, then it looked like crap. Yeah. And it's, that's always, I guess, been the the weird thing about pro wrestling to me is how someone, because I I, I can, I've heard someone, someone say this before. They're like, eh, it's just not for me. And I'm like, hey, I get that. Absolutely. It's not for everybody. But when someone looks at what we do, like, oh, it's that fake stuff. And it's like. I mean, how can you look at anything that these guys do? Like you mentioned, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Frog Splash. I think it was before yeah. we were recording. But yeah. okay, that's another thing too. As a wrestler, you get it. You've laid on the mat and you see a guy up on the top rope, and you just hope, yeah, this is going to go well. Yeah, because we don't know, right? And it's you know, it's anything. It's um, you know, just like the first. I'll never forget the first time that I took a suplex. Yeah, and going. My head's pointing straight down. If you don't give me the little mm-hmm. the nudge, I'm head I'm spiking myself because there's and there's nothing I can do. Right. Um. Yeah. Just the complete trust you have to have in people, um, in order to do that. You it, know, it's not. Again, it's it's so. And then I think people, because of how wrestling pre- is presented on TV, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've I've met people. Did you win tonight? I'm like, well, no, but we had a great match. It's the worst. I hated that question. Yeah, if people would ask me because you know everybody. Well, maybe next time you'll win. It's yeah, like, it's, it's like, like that's not the point. Yeah, like, yeah. I hate more than it's fake, right? That was the worst question sure. for me. Was did you win? And like ninety nine percent of the time, I would just be like, yes, <laughs> just to avoid the because well, it's easier yeah, to, to yeah. not get into the conversation. Yeah, right? Yes, I won, and they're like, oh, you've won like a lot. Yep. Are you the champion yet? Nope, but I'm working on it. You know, just to how fast can I can I get yeah. out of this? Because I can already tell that this person just doesn't get it. And, and this is a story I've told before, but I'll I'll, I'll share this. And I and I think this kind of goes into the weird thing of like people, and I and I don't know why, but they will oftentimes really insult you. Well, I think trying to give you a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I, I was working at a Chili's when I was still training. I was in Missouri, and I had done a thing on Raw where I was a security guard. Mm-hmm. And the whole deal was me and a bunch of guys held Cena while JBL punched him. Mm-hmm. So I was aware. I was like, oh, that's kind of like a prime spot. Yeah, like, you know, like my face is going to be on the TV screen. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I, at the time, thinking, like, I can hang my hat on that. I was on Raw one time, yeah. right? You know, and, and so got at my work. Puts it on the TV so everybody sees oh, me. No. So now I don't know this. I come into work, everyone thinks it's they're telling everyone it's a big yeah. deal. At the time, I'm not realizing the magnitude of it. Right. So the host is telling all my tables. And and so oh. I'm trying to like take And she's trying to be a nice person because Well, because to them yeah. it's not it's not a normal thing. No. I, I can only equate it to is like if your next door neighbor was a lion tamer. <laughs> like <laughs> I have a lot of questions, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. because that's not an everyday right. thing. And so I get that, but like she's telling them all like, Oh yeah, he was on he was on WWE and I'm like telling them like, Yeah, yeah, I was. So are you gonna be there next week? And I'm like, No, it was just a one time thing. Like, well, why aren't you going next week? I'm like well, they didn't sign me to the contract. <laughs> just you know, right. just a one one off thing, and they keep like, 
well, do you think you ever get to go back? I'm like, I hope so. And I'm just like, you don't realize, like, like what are you saying? I'm waiting your table right now. Yeah. This is not where I want to be. Like, clearly, you don't understand because that. You, you have to still be nice because right. you're depending on them to give you a tip because mm-hmm. we all know that waiters get paid nothing. Exactly. And but on the inside, like every time after you fill up that person's drink, you're like. I really would like to put some X-Lax in this right now. <laughs> right. So they would have to like leave. And, and that was like the life lesson to me that made me realize like, I'm just never going to talk about this publicly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easier to just not even like, and I've had people like, I'm wearing a wrestling shirt right now. Cause I love the business, of but course. if someone's like, Oh, cool shirt. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. That's Done. It. Yeah. Please don't ask me any more questions. Yeah. And, and I've got, um, I've got certain ones that I wear and I'll wear them to like certain stuff. Like yeah. if I'm going to go to an event. Um, you know, I'll wear it, but like, just for the most part, I'm like, you know, I just don't want to have the conversation in it always. And like I said, I don't think people is, mean to be insulting. Yeah. I think it's just, and, I, and I've heard actors say this too. And so I, I, I very much relate to that where I, I can't remember who it was, but they said something about where someone on the street saw him like, well, you're, you look, you look way better in person. It's like, oh, you thought I was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like they don't mean yeah. that insultingly. It's just like that, it's like, a compliment, but at the same time, you're like, oh, you're a jerk. Thanks. Yeah, like, what, like, what do you say? Because you wouldn't say that to someone in real life, of course not. But I think it's in that moment you see a, a oh, you're a famous actor, right? My God, I thought you were ugly as hell, but right. turns out you're not <laughs> yeah. terrible looking, right. you know? Yeah. And so it, it's just it's an interesting business, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I think the the biggest misconception with the business, in my opinion, now granted I didn't do a lot, but was that um, we do this because we get a lot of money. Yes. Like, and we were kind of talking about it, some of this a little bit before, but people just seem to think that wrestling is like this huge draw for money. And because I, I, I mean, I when people find out you're a wrestler, like, well, it's like the questions are, you know it's fake, or did you win, or how much did you get paid? Yeah. Like, those are, like, the top five questions that people ask, you know. And you – I lied. Like, I got paid uh, two shows the entire time I worked. Mm. And one of them was the very first show I ever worked. And so I had high expectations for the rest of my career, and it was a complete letdown. Um, but I got paid 50 bucks. And I, I mean, and I drove to Arkansas and, and all that stuff. And, I mean, we took a big group of guys. But still, honestly, 50 bucks. No, it was say it's, not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, but they just seem to think that, you know, you make a lot of money and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, bro, but like that's the part where it's like not fake at all. No, because it's not, I literally just put in six hours of travel time to get here to get in the ring, work my, my very first match I ever got to work and I got paid 50 bucks and then I have to turn around and drive six hours back while everybody else in the truck sleeps. Mm-hmm. Like. That's real life right there. That's that's real. And I literally just sacrificed and in like my one day off, which for that show I actually had to take a day off of work. Sure. In order to go to that show, but like there's no way I'm not, you know, cuz I'm brand new and I'm just trying to get in and like there's no way I'm missing. So not only did I miss out on money from work, from work I didn't make enough money to pay for my gas to get back, let alone for my food. Yeah. And my entire Saturday that's gone. Oh, and by the way, you get home at three o'clock in the morning and you've got to be at work at six fifteen. Yeah. Like that's real. That's and very real. That's the part that people um don't get is the um life process that happens once everybody leaves the building. Yeah. And the rings tore down. Mm-hmm. And we have all got to go back to work because we're not making enough money to pay our rent yeah like nobody like nobody that's doing and working the oklahoma circuit is doing the oklahoma circuit and paying all their bills no they have another job there's no way you can't do it if you're making anything yeah if you're yeah if you get a hot dog and like like if they feed you you're making more money than 99 percent of people yeah in the business you know that's not in like a big company right like a lot of these indie shows is i'll feed you and i'll pay for you to get here Okay, well, so then what are you doing it for? I just it's more material out for maybe somebody to see me, and it's it's more ring time. Man, you brought up so many points there, and you know, and I know I talked about working at the restaurant. I mean, there were times where I would ask off a Saturday because I was wrestling, yeah, 
So I come in Sunday. You know, again, we didn't have to be there real early, but, you know, 10 a.m., which you're, when you're getting home at 6, that, that comes early. early. Yeah. And then they're, hey, we're going to have you work closing shift tonight because you had a day off yesterday. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a day yeah. off, but, you know. But to is, you, I did. And it, that's the, that's it, the, it that's is the thought is. process of you were gone, you had a day off. It's like you couldn't do what I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I just went and like rake leaves. Yeah, you know. But but yeah. And it, and it's it's that weird aspect of, of what we do that I think you know maybe you know you watch football you can say okay, okay I, I get that that's physical mm-hmm. UFC I get that that's physical yeah. but for some reason pro wrestling I think because it's it's some, you know it's partially a sport it's partially entertainment. It can be hokey at times. Absolutely. But, I mean, it's like for some reason people don't – they don't assess that this is dangerous. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, like I remember being a kid uh, watching the trapeze artist at the circus. Mm-hmm. Like that's dangerous. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I, yeah. and like we can't do that. Uh, of course. <laughs> but yeah. I, I never went like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that's lame. You know, yeah. it's like, no, that takes a lot of freaking practice. Of course. And there's a lot of risk. I mean, yeah, there's a net there, but that's mm-hmm. not going to feel good if you fall. Of course not. I mean, what if this equipment, like, what if that was put up today? Like, what if it yeah. falls apart? Yeah, what if know? somebody forgot to, like, put a nut on this on the screw? Like, right. Uh-oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and that's all it takes from, I mean, in, in the wrestling, that's somebody's foot slipping. Yep. Somebody put a little too much oil on their hands. Sure. The um, rope turned, the, dude falls, yeah. you, know, you know. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching you have a match, and the turnbuckle literally literally broke when right. you hit it. Yep. Uh, I think, was it you and, Je- you and Riker? Yep, it was. Yeah. Uh, and, like, nothing happened. But, like, you just were having to take a bump from that. If you don't bump that, who knows what that does to your back? You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I mean, I I mean, Sid's leg. I mean, let's sure. just – I mean, and how many times had he done that? Right. I mean, just all it takes is one little thing of oops and snap, crack. I mean, Things. guys guys died. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, dudes die in the ring yeah. doing what we did. And, yeah, yeah. and, and so when – yeah, fake is just I just I wish we'd come up with a word, you know. It's it's sports entertainment and like I guess that's like the best way you can describe it cuz they are athletic. Yep. Like those guys that are doing this are more athletic than the people that are sitting in the bleachers. Like right. there there's a reason they're in the ring for the most part. There's a reason they're in the ring and you paid. Right. And um but sports entertainment doesn't even like describe what we do. No, it doesn't. It's just the best because it's athletic, but it's it's entertainment, but it's I don't know. I just I think wrestling just falls into that. I don't know what it is, but it's kind of somewhere in between, and we can't figure it out. Yeah. And either you like it, and that's awesome, and you will pay bukus of dollars to go do stuff. That's why WrestleMania has you know WrestleMania started as a one big show and is now a week long it's a global event global event cities bid on it like they do the olympics yeah. i mean like the super bowl i mean yeah. i want to say the last time like the last like the super bowl in dallas and then the wrestlemania in dallas i want to say they paid more for wrestlemania than they paid for the super bowl they may have i mean i believe it because there's and like companies revolve around wrestlemania sure and like that's real imagine the hotel business and oh geez and how much money they're gonna make the restaurants yeah all that uber drivers i mean yeah because it's it's a it's a week-long thing i mean this has always been like i guess my question on the on the subject of of wrestling like i remember if it was brought up or i was watching it or somebody saw it's like you don't need it's like that stuff's fake it was always done in a way like you don't need to watch that mm-hmm. because it's not real. Yeah. But I'm like, but people watch reality television all day yeah. long. You can't. I mean, hey, it's a guilty pleasure. Of course I get it that, is. and maybe wrestling could classify as the guilty pleasure. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I like Marvel movies. Yeah. People don't bat an eye if I'm like, hey, I'm going to go watch Black Widow. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, and that's the thing too is like, if people are willing to put money towards it, then it's a thing. Right. And like, I don't care what it is, like. People pay to go and bowl. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's real, but not everybody's going to do it. Right. And wrestling is the same way. Wrestling is, it's a niche. And, you know, I just, again, I just wish we could find, like, fine tune what it is. Because fake and, like, even sports entertainment. Doesn't, it doesn't really work. It doesn't work. And, and I think if we could figure out how to word it because everybody tries to make and this is true in anything um 
we we try to make whatever we're talking about relevant in our life. Mm-hmm. And if we can't do that, well, then we just don't like it. And that may be the yeah. most simple explanation. Yeah. And you know? so it's, you know, I enjoy these jacked up dudes that hit each other. Larger than life Larger characters. than li- I mean, you know, I mean, we were talking about this, you know, before, but like the very first thing that I remember seeing, you know, wrestling wise was I heard NWO music and it was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Two and guys who are wearing that, black shirts, but like these guys are these awesome. These guys are awesome. And like, and I've been a Scott Hall fan ever since. And then 15 minutes later, turning the TV channel and it's Stone Cold. And yeah. you're like, these guys are freaking cool. And I like it. The next, the person in the in the trailer house next, next to us could have turned that on and been like, well, this is dumb. What are these sweaty dudes doing? This is weird. And turn the channel and watch survivor like you know what i mean right but this is cool right because i like the whole surviving with the least amount of things possible but but the survivor is a great example yeah. i remember being in like ninth grade and i'm consumed i by love pro wrestling. right but that, I, I love survivor but that this yeah. is my my point on that we it was the first day of school we had to fill this little questionnaire name birthday and all that stuff mm-hmm. and one of the questions was who do you think is going to be the survivor and i'm like what the hell's is this? I didn't know because I didn't watch it. Yeah, I was all wrestling. My friend tells me about it. And it's on the show, and like whoever's going to be the survivor. And I'm like, so they're on this like deserted island. He's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, thinking like, well, that's not real. No, there's cameras, <laughs> right? It's a television show. Yeah, and there's props and challenges and all this stuff. Yeah, like they're not going to let anybody die. But if I told someone like, well, you don't need to watch that because that's not real, they'd be like, why? But I like it. Like, it's an entertainment. Okay, but why is wrestling different? (laughs) Because it's not their entertainment. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just a very, it's a very strange thing how our, uh, how perceptions are to to the business. Absolutely. Uh, It's kind of changed gears a little bit. I know you kind of left the industry probably around 2017, 2018, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, right about that. You miss it at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, I say yes. Um, I miss getting in front of people. Yeah. I miss performing. I do. I, I, I miss as weird as I miss getting booed. I, and I'm, and I think I'm a nice dude, but I love being a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, I just, I loved it. And it's almost kind of like, cause you are a nice guy. It allows you to fill this, um, like persona, right? Sure. Absolutely. You get to, you get to be a jerk and absolutely. it's okay. Yeah. And you know, but I miss, you know, my music hitting, which is one of my favorite songs, you know, you know, country boy can't survive. And the minute, like immediately when my music hits, people start booing. Mm-hmm. Like I miss that. Yeah. I don't miss the Sunday after. Yeah. Um, I miss the guys, like yeah. certain guys, camaraderie. like, like I miss you and I miss Aaron and like, I miss like just talking and shooting the breeze and, you know, and then going out and having fun for 10, 15 minutes and then coming back and, and hanging out for a little bit and, and having like my guy time yeah. in the middle of my, in the middle of being an adult. It's, you know, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen the movie Fight Club? I haven't. Okay. So in that movie, it's kind of a long thing, but these two guys end up like fighting on the street. Mm-hmm. Other guys kind of join. They end up forming this fight club where they just fight in this old abandoned building. Mm-hmm. And so he's like showing up to work and he's like beat up and bloody yeah. and everyone's just kind of looking at him like weird. I get it. Absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah. and, and it's weird. It's like, oh, he's like, man, like I was living through Fight Club because mm-hmm. it was like the whole, and the, the movie takes a very crazy turn but in that opening part he talks about he's at work he's working his desk job and he's just miserable mm-hmm. and he's just like it's like every day is the same yep. nothing and then all of a sudden he's doing this fight club and these guys are like it starts off he's like I want you to do me a favor he's like what he goes I want you to hit me as hard as you can he's like what he goes I've never been in a fight and he goes well I haven't either but that's a good thing he's like no we don't know anything about yourself <laughs> unless you've been in a fight I want you to hit me right. and so he's like like in the face he goes like surprise me right. and so they end up fighting and then other guys join in and sure. then it was like that's all they could think about he's like man I was like keeping my it nails trimmed because I was you. it consumed yeah. him and that's kind of where you know the movie kind of takes a, a dark turn but in that moment I'm like I get what this guy is yeah. talking about because he was like it's Monday morning all I can think about was next Saturday mm-hmm. because that's we're yeah. living through the absolutely, and that aspect I do miss. Yeah, oh I, yeah, I do miss I, those creative outlets of right. Pro wrestling. I miss the hey, you're gonna work, you know, because I'll never forget when I found out that I was gonna work you, mm-hmm. and and it was a build up and, and and all that kind of stuff. But like, I think I found out on a Tuesday. Yeah, and like I didn't sleep because I was just going, 
you know, okay, how can I, how can I fit this and that? And right. Like, I, and I, I loved your, I loved your dropkick. So I was like, how, where can I fit that in to be like the coolest spot? Right. And, and trying to fix all of the pieces together. And like, I miss that part of it. The creative part. The creative part, um, which is why I don't watch a lot of it now. Is, is uh, that why? Yeah. Because I just pick it apart. Yeah. It's hard just, to sit back and enjoy. Yeah. Because, and, and this is something that you taught me, um, you know, whenever we were working, you're like, go to the end and know the finish and then now go back and know why the finish was the finish teaching. Right. And so yeah. now I catch myself watching it and going, Oh, well, they're doing that. Okay. So this is how that's going. Yeah. And so I'm like, like five or six minutes into the match. I'm like, okay, well I know that I kind of have a general idea of how this is going to go. I'll go down. So I'll just yeah. change the channel on to the next thing. Yeah. Well, a guy described that to me one time and he was so right. He's like, okay, let's say you're watching a movie. The villain gets thrown through a, a wood chipper. Brutal death. Yes. Sure. And he's like, are you happy or are you sad that that happened? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And he goes, exactly. Mm -hmm. We want you to be happy because he's an evil piece of crap. So now we have to make him this way. So when that death happens, you're like, yeah, that's what you get. Exactly. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that was that storytelling. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you are this, and I think you probably grasp that because you're this evil character more or less. And so. You taking big bumps and getting beat up, people like that because right. they didn't like you, and exactly. so that's where the story yeah. comes in. Yeah, and I think that that was what was cool about um, being the bad guy, right? Was and yes, I just did that for Scott Hall, but anyways. Um, <laughs> so um, was I? I never tried to get my stuff over. I always wanted to look at like what they did and be like, how could I get that over? Right, because that's where I'm going to get my heat, right? Like the real heat of. Like, if I make that dropkick look sick and, like, just look like it kills me when I hit the turnbuckle, you know, um, that's – then they're going to be like, that's right. You got it. And, yeah. you know, and that's what's cool about, you know, about that part of it. And I and what I really – that's what I miss. Oh, for sure. Is, is the emotional of um, – because, you know, the bad guy almost always loses for the most part. Right. And I didn't care. But hearing them go nuts when – the good guy won and them stand up and clap like that was like the payoff of like dang right like they hate me so bad that they're happy he won that's when you're kind of taking your bow right? yeah you know exactly. like if you're a good heel and you're they like the baby face mm-hmm. it's like you've done your job absolutely and, and i and i totally get that i mean i think i think it's there's that period of of time with any wrestler when they kind of realize like okay i need to I need to step yeah. away. And I know like your family stuff was yeah. kind of going on. Yeah. And so it, it was the time to, to kind of step away. And, and, and I think, yeah, and I could be wrong. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you were probably like, I don't want one foot in and one foot out. Yeah, you, absolutely. You, you wanted to be either all in or all out. I wanted, right? Yeah. I either wanted to be a wrestler. Or I wanted to be a dad. Yeah. And you know, I was like, man, like I don't, I also don't want to be 50 and my kid be 10. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I could have kept going and I, could have gotten a lot better. Like, I don't think I ever reached my ceiling on what I could have been. Um, I don't think I could have ever made it to WWE, but like I could have, I mean, I could have been good. Mm-hmm. And, but I also was like, man, but like, do I want to be like a big fish in a small pond or like, right. like it's See, all worth it. And, when and I, there's, there's certain guys yeah. that want to be yeah, like, they want to be like the Oklahoma legend. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with, there's that. wrong with that. That's cool. But like, it's not like none, none of the, the cool crowd pops or the boys hanging out in the back compared to when I walk into my daughter's room every morning yep. and she goes, hi, Dada. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so like, as much as I miss it, I wouldn't for, you know, my daughter going, hi, Dada. Right. Love you, Dada. Kisses. You know, like all right. of that stuff, you know, that I, that I have now in replace of wrestling is, is absolutely worth it. Yeah. And some guys try to do both and I just, did not, you know. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that it's impossible. No, it's not. I mean, there's guys that do it, but I didn't want to be that guy, right? Because I'm very much. Okay, it's this, not for you, and that's yeah, perfectly fine. Yeah, I, and like you said, I, I'm a very all in, all out. Like either either jump in with both feet. I mean, and that was like with my gimmick. You know, mm. that wasn't a gimmick that you could either be. Eh, right. Like it's either you got to be all in or you got to be all out. Right. And, and so I'm just I'm, I'm that way with anything that I do. Um, but yeah, it's. And so when I, when I decided to step away, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't beat up or hurt or mad or anything. It was just, man, I just wanted to be dad. Yeah. You know, 
I think we all need to find that point, yeah. though. And I, and I think... And I hope, and I hope everybody does, because not everybody gets to have that. Well, no. And, and you know, here's another thing. Not everybody's going to make it in WWE. No. And even if you do, you're not Roman Reigns. You no, know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it's just... I think at a certain point, everyone has this kind of, like, vision. I want to make it. Or, sure. you know... What is success? Like, I mean, I, I'm sure you could take any Oklahoma guy and, and and show him, like, the bottom guy in WWE. I'll take it. Yes. But I guarantee if you talk to that guy, do you think, are you successful? He'd probably say no. No. Because he's not on the top. Exactly. He's at the very, very bottom. Well, because everybody in the WWE is an alpha. Right. I mean, and, and if you're not, like, you're not going to get there. Right. And you don't, you know, it's not like you go to WWE going... I'm completely okay with being a guy that just works dark matches. Right. No, I I want to make I want a main event WrestleMania. Like right. that's what I'm going there for. Right. And like nothing's good until I get there. Right. And two guys a year get that. Right. And I, and you it's know, usually to the same guys. Two of the same guys every year. Every you know or there's these five that rotate. Yeah. You know, and you know, and so I think success is defined by the person. Well, I remember you know? CM Punk talked about. He didn't consider himself a success because he never made it at WrestleMania. And I'm like, <laughs> but I mean, any, anyone on the world would slap their grandmother <laughs> yes. to, to take to take the spot you had. I mean, he's been gone for how long? Right. And they're still CM Punk chance. Well, I mean, I, as we record this, it's a possibility oh, he shows yeah, up in AEW. Yes, but. and I would absolutely figure out how to get TNT back on my television with CM Punk. Would, th- would that be enough to spark oh, interest to get you back into wrestling? I love Punk. Which is weird because, like, me and Punk are totally different. But, right. like, I, I really appreciate it. Like, the drug-free and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. like, I mean, like, the whole, like, with him and, you know, where they shaved the chick's head and just, like, I was like, this is freaking awesome. I loved Punk. I loved Punk. Do you watch AEW at all? Uh, I do. Um, I don't have the, t- like, so we we just moved. So, like, I kind of cut back on some costs. Yeah. Um, so I don't have the, the TNT network. Um, I was... I loved it. Um, I kind of quit. I kind of stopped watching right after Brody died. Yeah. Um, so, like, up to this, like, I see clips and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Because it goes it, – it's – it goes back to more – more indie-ish. Yeah. I think it – but to me, like, I root for them. Mm-hmm. Not to say, like, I'm a diehard fan because I don't, I don't have sure. TNT either. So I don't watch. I don't buy their merch. But I mean, like I, I want them to succeed because I want there to be a number two. Right. And, and I understand, like, if there's a second company, you're automatically number two. But I want like a legit, like, yeah. two big companies mm-hmm. because that's the last time wrestling was huge. Of course. And I feel like we need that. And yeah. you know, you know, Christian and Jericho and yeah. and Sting and all these names that are there now. Like, if Punk goes in, I feel like that's gonna Elevate. push him up a little of bit course. more. I'm not saying that they're gonna overtake WWE because I think that that's. I think- if that ever happens, it won't be in our lifetime. I mean, honestly. Probably like, not. It, unless, never, unless, like, the WWE sells or Vince dies sure. or something. But them actually just overtaking yeah. and being the number one wrestling company, I'll have to I see mean, it look, look at what WCW had. Yeah. You know, and, you know, 86 weeks yeah. of complete domination. And but, they couldn't sustain it. Right. Because. But it was also poorly mismanaged. Of course, company. it was terrible. But in the same aspect of. Like if they like if the if that group of dudes couldn't do it, yeah. Like it's gonna take somebody like with Eric Eric Bischoff's savvy and understanding of the business and that creative and all of that, plus understanding how to not make too many promises that you can't keep. I think there's a lot to unpack with that, just to understand like what exactly went down. I yeah. do think with AEW, um, and I kind of told you this off the air, but I and I've and I mentioned this on other podcasts, but I am of the belief that Vince is trying to starve Tony yeah. Khan, and and I never thought of that until you saw it, but it or until you said it. But, but I'm like, but sense. if you're in the middle of the, I mean, because TNA was never competition to them, never, ne- never, not, seri- not never serious. Um, but if you're in the midst of another company being competition to you, why on earth would you release well-known over talents? Guys, that blows my mind. Like guys that you literally put the belt on saying, okay, my company is hitched to your wagon right now. Yeah. Like former world former champions, former world champs. And like, you're not going to let those dudes go. Well, when they released Bray Wyatt, I, I remember literally thinking, I'm like, this would be like releasing the undertaker in 98 Yeah, and him going and sending him right to WCW. Yes. He can't be the undertaker, but he's still, a big something. scary looking dude yes. and you could call him like Gravedigger or something sure. and it would be you know and he would just get over just because oh I 
I know that guy. Because all they have to do is the lights come out and they come back on and he choke slams Hogan. It's like, oh my oh, god, I, I, yeah, exactly, huge moment, exactly. You know. So, but I mean, it would be no different if like you know the lights go out and then Savage is in the ring sure. and he beats up Austin. It's like, oh my god, yeah. you know, it's huge. Anytime those jumps happen, it made for crazy television. So that was the thing that got me. I was like, you have all of these talents. Bray Wyatt's the one you let go. Yeah. Does that not seem weird to you, it though? Does, it does. Because it's like... And and, I'm, and this is going to go back to like kind of my resume, but why? Yeah, right. Why? Like, Unless there's more to it that we don't of know. Of course. And there, pro- and there probably is, you know, maybe... I mean, but, you know, a lot, I mean, a lot of times you hear that like, they weren't happy with creative and all that stuff, but, like, don't tell me Bray wasn't. Right. Like, Bray was... I mean, and we were talking about this, you know, off, you know, before we started recording, but, like, I love Bray, mm-hmm. and I loved the I loved the Fiend, and then I loved how Alexa got involved. Like I loved how that whole I mean, because that Dude, was the a Fiend was a license to print doing, money. Oh my gosh! And like just the story of getting Alexis to you know, you know, to come over. Yeah, and, you know the slow like that's the other thing with uh, companies now is like the quick tw- like the quick switch. Mm-hmm. Like we've gotten so far away in wrestling of like the long term stories that right. take you know. Like, and I wasn't a big fan of this one, but I just enjoyed like the story, like the uh, John and Rock when they main evented WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But it was like a year long, like literally the next night on Raw, they basically say, "Yeah, it's going to be Rock and Rock, Rock and Cena at the next WrestleMania." Mm-hmm. And like the year long story that, I, and I thought I didn't think that was great, but like the longevity of a story, yeah, like that's what I love. Well, you, yeah. well, I mean, I go back to like 1989. Hogan and Savage were the Mega Powers, yeah. biggest thing ever, and all and and it started with at SummerSlam they wrestle Andre and DiBiase, and Hogan um, hugs Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and Savage just kind of gives them that weird yeah, look, like, that, that quick doing? like, yeah. and then they're shaking hands and everything's cool and they're posing, but there was that little like, like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Absolutely, you know? and that, but it's all it's enough to be like. Yeah, everyone gets body language. Absolutely, you know what I mean. We can all mm-hmm. read body language. That's enough to be like, "Ooh, Ooh. he crossed the line." Mm-hmm. And then, like you see the footage, and Hogan's hand may have been a little low of when course. he when he hoisted up yeah. Elizabeth. It's like, well, wait a minute, where was your hands, brother? Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, and then they do Survivor Series, mm-hmm. and they have a little bit of a headbutt there. Hogan accidentally eliminates him from the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Savage is hot. They make up, of but course. it's like you know that this it's, it's building, it's building, and like and it's the gonna the anticipation of okay, so when's it gonna happen? So now right. I have to tune every single time the TV's on, and I can be there and I can watch it. I got to tune in right. because when it happens, I want to see it. Right. You know, and I think the other thing that's really hurt wrestling is being able to just go watch it whenever you want. Sure. You know what I mean? You don't have the, to be there. You don't, yeah. you don't have to be there anymore. And I, 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 I never watch wrestling. Well, like there's going to be clips like, on Twitter. It, of course. I mean, like, like that's the and thing. And if I'm going to watch it, like, like right now I've got, I can get SmackDown because I have Fox, right? Mm-hmm. I've got two episodes of SmackDown recorded on my, right. on my DVR. I'm never gonna. So if you found out like something was really good, like when I I'll go check it out. Like when I found out that Edge like came back. Yeah. Okay, that was that Friday. Yep. And I'll I'll fast forward the whole hour and a half just to see that. Just to see that. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's something that's really hurt wrestling and trying to. I never thought about that. It's true, though. You know, because I mean, we're and it goes back to wanting to. You know, they're so they're so trying to get a reaction like that because. That's how fast people's attention spans are. That's true. If, if it's not a because we're in that TikTok world, yeah, you know, everything's thirty seconds. Yeah, and if you're not in, and I get it, like why they're doing it because they're trying to appeal, you know, to the to the clickbait. But right. you know, um, well, I, you know, I, I've talked that hurts to, the story. Sure, I talked to a friend one time about this, and, I, and I, I never thought about it in this way, but I was like. You know, back in the day, we had video stores, right? We yeah. rented a VHS tape. Blockbuster, baby. Yeah. You bring it home, you pop it in, you watch it. Now, it's like I'm on Netflix. I start a movie. Two minutes in, I'm like, nope, this sucks. Yeah. You didn't do that with the VHS tape because you already paid for it. Of course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if this is good. All of it. You're going to give it some time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, but again, we live in that weird world where instant gratification maybe. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's just – And that hurts the business. And anybody that's been in the business will tell you that. Yeah. Because in order for it to make sense, you have to watch from the beginning. Yes. Because yeah, 100%. I mean, you can have cool clips, you know, Hogan slamming Andre, even though, you know, that wasn't the first time. But, like, but it was, to, it was a, to it was the a, world, it was the first time. To yeah, a lot I mean, of people, it was probably the first time they saw it. The first yeah. time, you know, but that clip's, like, on everything. Or, 
uh, Austin with the beer truck or uh, Angle in the stupid cowboy hat mm-hmm. or, you know, like name, like name whatever your thing was. There's always a clip. Yes. Okay. But what, you know, Austin and Tyson, but like 16 year old kid right now, you show them a clip of Austin and like, you just show them a clip of like Tyson and Austin face off against each other in a ring with McMahon in the middle. They're like, well, okay. But I remember that so vividly. Right. Like, let me, I mean, that I always got a little bit of sign language and here's to you. And then my favorite thing is like, they're, they're wrestling Austin out of the ring. All the security's on him and Vince is yelling, you're around it, damn it, you're around it. It was just great stuff. Right. You know, or the first time that, uh, you know, Austin stunned McMahon. Sure. You know, but how long of a build was that? Right. You know, but they'll always show the clip of McMahon getting stunned. Mm -hmm. But Nobody understands, you know, unless you were there watching it, you don't understand the story. Right. That was a long process of finally McMahon getting what he deserved. Right. And, you know, and never had anyone put hands on him never. before. And, and so, that's what made it so good. And it's the worst stunner in history. Oh, dude. The, I mean, oh, so, so bad. But, I mean, but yeah. I think that's also, in a weird way, kind of makes it better because it's like, oh, he's not a wrestler. Yeah. It shouldn't look pretty. Of course. It, it yeah. should kind of look ugly. And, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I know we could talk for hours. I don't want to oh, keep yeah. you here all night. But dude, this has been a blast, man. Yeah, dude, for sure. I think yeah. we'll definitely have to do it again. Absolutely. I, I feel like we could e- even go deeper. Yeah. On the oh, whole. yeah. Because the funny thing about the whole like fake aspect is that early on, I thought, man, I don't know if I can do repeat guests, but I really can because oh, yeah. I'm sure even tomorrow, yeah. something will happen. Of course, someone will find out you're a wrestler. Yeah. And well, and like with what I do now, right, being a youth pastor mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, you know kids are like so like what's the craziest thing you've ever done and then and then like you can't lie and mm-hmm. so you're like well wrestling comes up um i fell off a 20 foot ladder through tables once yeah and they're like wait what and then you're like yeah and then then they come back and they find your facebook page and then yep. you know um i actually showed my kids like our wrestling match yeah and they think like you're like These, this guy's huge i'm like yeah <laughs> no idea you know and you know and so, but yeah, there's so much that you can dive into with that whole fake, air quote, fake aspect. But you know, but I think also too the fun thing about wrestling is you know it can it can encompass, it can make people like, it can get you out of trouble Absolutely. in a way. It, it can give you something to dive into, and I think you know for, for people like you and me and others like that are listening, if I didn't have wrestling, my life would be vastly different. Absolutely. I think not that I would have gotten into trouble necessarily, but it's just like. Yeah. What would I have sunk my teeth into without this? Because stuff? it becomes your drug. Yeah, like it really does. You know, because like I said, the reactions and 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 the friends and and all that, like that becomes. I mean, because I was a truck driver when I was when I was wrestling. Yep. And you know, wrestling was my was my drug. It kept yep. me out of because I'd have done something. Sure. Like on Saturday night, like I'd I'd have been going and doing something. You know. Well, and you know, and I I still, and, and this is where I I hope. Punk is in AEW, and I think he probably is. Yeah, because I don't think WWE will bring him back at this no. point. So I think it's probably a done deal. And by this point, I'm sure he's already wrestled. Yeah, he, but yeah. I mean, he's won the title. Yeah, and, but I, yeah. but I mean, like I I remember the last time I ever actually got excited is when the Hardys returned to WWE. Yeah, that was at WrestleMania, cool. and like that was I was supposed to go to that because Ethan was in Tampa. Oh man, and because it was Orlando. Yes. Oh yeah, Orlando, and Ethan, Ethan was in Tampa, and I was going to fly down on Friday. And stay Friday night, and then we were gonna. Yeah, I was supposed to go, and then we wound up going. Nah, dude, like I don't think anything big. Like, yeah, and that was after we had been in it and all that kind of stuff. And we're like, you're oh, jaded. Yeah. yeah, and we're like, oh, I just don't think anything big is gonna happen. And then that happens, and we were both like, oh my gosh. And uh, unfortunately, the run didn't go well. Of course not. It was terrible. But was I remember at that very moment, like we have one more team. I was like, it's got to be the Hardys. It's got to be. I didn't think it was the Hardys. I didn't think it was the hardest. I thought that just because they had started building up so much steam, I was like, they're going to take them. WWE's going to pull them back. Yeah. I know they are. I just didn't think the – I just – and they didn't. They brought them back as the original Hardy guys and I just – because I just didn't think that they'd take Broken Matt. Yeah. Because and they did not do it well. And they, it was terrible. You know, because Broken Matt is what – you know, and then that whole scenario going forward, I was like, WWE, like, they ain't going to touch that. That's why I didn't think it was going to happen. But I just – but I remember that when that music hit – that 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 eruption from the crowd, I'm like, that's why we do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I'm smacking my mic there, but that's that's the aspect that I miss. And yeah. so, like, if AEW is in Chicago and Punk pops up, it's like that's uh, that's what it's about. Yeah, that reaction that, is what it's that about. That place will lose its mind. And you know, I don't know if 
that's enough to make them like a strong number two, but I hope it is. Yeah. Because here's another thing too, if you're more of a WWE fan, if when AEW gets better, WWE will have to, have to get better. Have to be better. Yeah. And you know, and that's another thing too. Like we, we kinda look at like they're well, they're dropping talents like, you know, but like think about who was a big star in the nineties. Triple H was a former WCW mm-hmm. guy. Undertaker left WCW. Well, and Austin left WCW. Yeah. Mankind left WCW. Diesel came Diesel yeah. WCW before he came over to WWE, you know. And Scott Hall was Scott too. Hall, like all of those guys were you know, and I think that would be cool for like the younger generation that like, yeah. Because like I'm the youngest of that got to see it. Sure. So like all of the like under thirty guys to get to experience like what we got to experience whenever WCW and WWE were like it's the legit. hottest thing. Legit covering TV guide like, everywhere you go. Would buy, would, people had NWO shirts, and I was like, "That's I love your shirt." They're like, "Yeah, it's really cool looking. I loved it. It was at Walmart." I'm like, "Well, you know what it is, right?" They're like, "No, just everybody's got one, so I just bought it." And you're just like. There you go. I remember seeing an NWO shirt and being like, "Oh man, I, I liked I liked him better when he was Razor Ramon." Who's Razor Ramon? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, like, so much better than Scott Hall. But anyways, yeah, like they think they're a big wrestling fan, but they know yeah, nothing about no, it. Yeah, it's oh. just it's the new fad. We, we could go over that all day. Yeah, so sure. I, I don't want to keep you no, here forever. But yeah. this has been a blast. Absolutely, dude. man. Anytime. Thank you. All right. All right, uh, big thank you to my guest this week, the one and only Stonewall, Trey Cole. Um, great catching up with him. Great to sit down and chat it up with him. And, you know, I think um, I think we will probably uh, we'll talk again in the future. So it's always cool to have uh, different people from different walks of life uh, somewhat involved uh, in the wrestling business. Um, kind of sit down and chat it up. It's great stuff. And next week, my guest is another individual who I met through the world of professional wrestling here in Oklahoma, the one and only Joe Cueto. Joe's got a very interesting story. He kind of came in a little later in life. He was at about 30, which doesn't seem too old, but to try to make a go of this, you you have some challenges. We dive into that a little bit. He's also kind of a relatively a smaller guy for the industry. We dive into that too. So Lots of cool stuff uh, with uh, with Joe Cueto that will be coming up next week, and I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully, I can figure out my situation with the Roadcaster. So, with any piece of equipment, it's 100% trial and error, 90% of the time. But uh, hopefully, we can make it happen, and uh, I can use this thing because it's pretty awesome. But anyway, I want to give a shout out to some of our um, some of our podcast guests, including the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott over there. Great show. Uh, every week, including uh, Scott's side projects uh, with Drunk Wrestling History. So check both of those shows out. Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, dropping a couple of shows a week. One on sports, one on professional wrestling and merchandise. Great stuff. Check out both of them. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Erickson, another go-to of mine, especially if you are into the retro world of professional wrestling, which I definitely am the ringside ran with rj's another go-to the leisure and lariats podcast with our pal ruthless ryan davidson boot to the face with marty and rucker tales from the estate with our pal drew vinsel and his wife caitlin which is another classic they just hit a year which is huge congrats to them i for one know how difficult it is to keep a podcast going every week for a year because you always have those periods where like ah this is fun then oh this becomes work then Oh, I don't want to record tonight. Well, we have to because we need to show up, you know, and all that stuff. So it just it definitely makes it difficult. So congratulations to them for making it to that one year mark. Uh, the Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew is another fun one. Check them out. The Trivia with Buds Podcast with Ryan Buds. Howling with the Wolf with our pal Jason Wolf, who is also uh, doing some great stuff over at his chop shop. So if you're into custom Hasbro figures, he is the guy to talk to. Although. It's a members-only club, so you might uh, might hit him up about how you can possibly get in on all the action. Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at A Chair Shots, another really fun podcast. Catching up with Aaron and Daniel featuring my buddy Aaron Anders, who's finally breaking into the podcasting world officially. And then Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with our buddy Richard and his friend Matt. Lots of great shows there. Lots of different type of shows, so there's a lot for everybody. And, of course, my other podcast Breaker and Bane's Power Hour every Sunday. We just hit over 400 episodes and counting. The TB Toycast with my buddy Travis Fowler. We drop a new episode every Thursday, kind of highlighting a retro toy line with a little news and uh, things like that sprinkled in. So it's a really fun show. And then, of course, uh, my buddy Big Underscore Bane has No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. They're a bit on a sabbatical right now, but we'll probably be gearing up uh, for our Thanksgiving special. 
and possibly a Christmas special. Who knows? Some great stuff there. And then, of course, all of our T-shirts, um, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. You can pick up my shirts as well as Breaker and Bane's Power Hour shirts. BBPH.RedBubble.com. Excuse me. Whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. The TB Toycast. Big underscore Bane. Fully Posable. Doing the Favor. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. The Ringside Rant. Tales from the Estate. All of them. Boots to the Face is another one. They all have t-shirt stores. You can support us all in one foul swoop. So check all that out. Thank you for checking out You Know It's Fake Right. And remember, as the great Johnny Valentine once said, I cannot make you believe that pro wrestling is real, but I sure as hell can make you believe that I am. I'm Brian Breaker. This is You Know It's Fake Right. And we'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. I've been around for a minute, and I can stand toe to toe with the best of the minute. Don't give a damn about critics, they talk a lot, but at the end of the night, I'm selling the tickets. All the tough guys avoid me, the ladies all adore me, paparazzi record me, I can put on a clinic, all my opposers are born.